Welcome to the Hire Self Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfill, and I'm here with my business partner, Natural. We're all about helping people become better business people or just becoming entrepreneurs. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. How are you oh, doing? It's good to be here today. Try to say better business builders uh, 10 times fast. Well, I, you're, <laughs> you're, you're having a trouble saying it once. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it 10 times. So super, I know it's hard to believe, I'm pumped up today. So, you know, I worked for Ford for God, over 17 years, right? And I'm a Ford guy. And so this whole thing of electric cars, you know, we've talked about uh, the Mach-E that I, I drove and we talk about Tesla and, you know, I get worried about the range and I, I just like to feel the gas power vehicles. But, but, you know, there's some cool stuff with electric vehicles. So, so one of my biggest concerns is I don't want to be sitting at a Starbucks recharging my car for two hours, right? And, and get there and I can't get it charged. So the cool thing that happened this week is Ford uh, basically filed a patent for a charging system. So they have created a charging system where you can charge a car in five minutes. Uh, All right. Well, you have to tell me more about that one. Well, you know, the deal is, is that the problem is is if you try to charge a car in five minutes like that, boy, there's so much heat associated with it. So they had to design a special cooling system to be able to do it. So they basically say with this technology, and it, they don't have it yet, but it's it's it, they got the patent pending, is that basically it's just like going to a gas station. Five minutes, charge, bam, you're out. Is that That's cool crazy. or what? That is it. I, I believe that when I see it, but yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So very cool. Well, talking about kind of the very best and, and cool things, we have a guest, a very special guest today. And this is the first time ever that we've had somebody on a second time. Do, do you realize that, Matt? Uh, that's got to be Lance. Is that who you're talking about? This is Lance Freeman, our favorite, <laughs> the best in franchising. Lance Freeman, president of franchise development for Exponential Fitness. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. I can't believe I've been on here now twice. Uh, well, yes, yes. You're, you're probably just the only one willing to put up with us a, a second time <laughs> here. But uh, it is so good to, to see you and uh, have this uh, conversation. And I know uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you back on is there's so many exciting things going on at Exponential right now. And um, I just it's fun to watch you guys continue to grow and you got this great role. So so did I I would think I was reading you guys actually Exponential went public, didn't they not? We did. Yeah, we went public in July and uh, uh, the stock has almost doubled since uh, we went public. So it's it's on a it's on a run. It's great. Uh, well, there's so many good things. And, and one of the reasons why I think you guys are that stock is just increasing in value is you guys have some great things going on. What's going on with Exponential? I, I know you guys are additional brands, things like that. So tell, tell us some good stuff that's happening at Exponential. Well, um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is we just had our, our, our third quarter earnings call last week. And that was kind of exciting because now as a publicly traded company, I used to be able to you know, tell you every week what we were doing and what we were putting up, Pete. And, and uh, now I have to kind of keep it you know, close to the vest because we're not supposed to share all those uh, forecasting details. But I, we can announce now we awarded uh, 248 licenses in the, in the third quarter. Holy so, cow. Wow. So, yeah. So we're seeing a, a continued trend. And just on the development side, um, we had our fifth straight quarter of continued um, improvement with our, our system-wide sales. So they continue to improve for the fifth quarter in a row. So it really shows. So that, that's membership. So just so we're clear for everybody, that's members. So that's uh, people signing up and paying within the franchise network. That, and that's going, that, during a pandemic, each 
quarter that's grown. That's correct. Yeah. Even uh, we even announced after quarter two that July was the best month we've ever had in the history of our company for system wide sales. So again, um, that's, that's all based off, we're a membership, you know, based uh, business model. So that's where yeah. I So, so you added 220, I think you said in the last quarter, right? And so, so how many open locations does Exponential have right now? Well, globally, we have over 2000 uh, locations in North America. We have 1907 locations open. So, you know, by all standards, a really large franchise store at this point, we've got uh, about 3,600 licenses awarded globally because uh, a high percentage of our franchise partners are scaling their business. There's a development schedule associated to some of those sold sure. territories. They'll get opened in the next kind of, you know, six to 12 months. So at call it 2000, nearly 2000 here in the United States, that makes you the largest in the United States and also globally. Is that correct? Yes. By, and by a pretty substantial gap, um, there's really the closest thing to that would be the orange theory system. They have about, uh, 1400 studios, and then it kind of okay. drops off, you know, like a cliff from there. So it's, it's one of the things that I find a little interesting because I know I hear from people all the time. They'll say, well, it seems like your space is really crowded and there's a lot of competition. And I'll go, I have to agree to disagree on that point. I mean, if you look at nationally franchised, you know, franchise stores that have over a hundred doors open, there's literally, you know, less than a handful outside of the ones that we own. Yeah, that's amazing. And so you'll be three times the competition, the the largest. Uh, you'll be three times that when you guys say. And uh, maybe you're not allowed to tell me now it's your public company, but what's the goal, right? Is it five thousand? Is it ten thousand locations? I don't. I don't want you to get us in trouble here. So uh. <laughs> we are. I guess our goal is to continue to grow. You know, and um, we continue to add brands. We just added our tenth brand here last month. And so we expect, expect that one to go, I guess I, I could put it this way. The development efficiency of most of our brands is around a thousand units nationally. So if we kind of multiply that, you know, by, by 10, you know, you could call it about 10,000 units okay. as it sits today with the brands that we have, although we'll be acquiring more. All right. And you're going to, you're going to tease us here now, the 10th brand. What is the 10th brand? Tell us. Uh, it's body fit training. And uh, it's a really interesting opportunity for us from the standpoint that it's, you know, the one kind of, I'd call it missing link or modality we haven't had, which is a true strength and, and core training model. And so I, I would call it similar to an F45. What's, what's neat, you know, for me, because I'm in essentially in the inventory department is we've got there's 130 plus locations open internationally, a lot of them in Australia and in other parts of the, of the world, uh, but we only have a few open, uh, actually just two open uh, domestically here, here in North America. So we have essentially a wide open country, or if, if you will, to develop it here. So very proven, um, there's proof of concept with F45 domestically, but now we're kind of the national rollout stage oh, with yeah. that brand here. In America, well, actually, th and thanks for saying, by the way, that, you know, that uh, not suggesting that I need that. I appreciate that. So um, <laughs> very good. Uh, so as we talk about uh, this idea of the the franchises and your guys are continuing to grow, you're adding members, you know, a lot of things what what people say is, OK, you're the biggest and the baddest. But what are the advantages? So if I become an exponential franchisee and I join this this big group, what how does that translate to a competitive advantages for me as the franchisee? Uh, I, I could speak to you for a couple hours on this one, but if, if I kind of picked out the top few points, I would say, number one, leadership. You know, I always think that 
one of the biggest things that you're buying into in a franchise company of any, any sorts is the leadership. And we have just incredible leadership with not only Anthony Geisler, our CEO, majority shareholder in Exponential, but even down from there, you know, our COO, Ryan Junk, or President Sarah Luna, or our other now, you know, 10 presidents that are incredibly talented. We just have phenomenal leadership. And I think everything kind of starts with that in, sure. in, in terms of, you know, that's that's a big one. I'd say, you know, outside of leadership, I would probably say relative to our business model is our support philosophy, I think is very different from, you know, not throwing shade on other franchisors, but I think we have a different approach with it. Um I'll give you an example with hiring. Most franchisors will give you some standard operating procedures on, you know, you know who you should be hiring and how to go about that process. But then, that's up to you. You're, you know, that because it's your business, and and God forbid they told you who they thought you should hire and it didn't work out, then the liability would be on them. So we look at it exactly the opposite. <laughs> We've hired forty plus thousand instructors and employees in our business model today. So we would much rather drive the entire recruiting process for our, our franchise partners, help them with the interviewing process and tell them who we believe they should hire to set them up for success. Um, since we've done it so many times, rather than taking on the liability of not doing that and hoping yeah. to figure it out, you know, so that's, that's huge. But yeah. we do that with every aspect of the business model from real estate to marketing to so it's a really proactive um, support approach to make sure our franchisees stay on track and they're happy and making money. And so that, that's, I'd say support philosophy is a big one relative to our company. And, and you kind of look at, I can tie those two things together and then, you know, look, look at, you know, 20, you know, 2020, uh, even going through 2020, we had no permanent closures still to this day. We've never that had is, a permanent closure. With, with 2000 open, you didn't have a permanent closure. Yeah. So that's, that's leadership, you know, that that's standing up for your partner. That's experience. That is support um, philosophy. Um, and I, I also just say resources, you know, that's another big one, you know, now as a publicly traded company, we've always had great resources, but now we just literally have unlimited financial resources to make sure we can put things in place to support our franchise partners, to make sure that they're set up for success from the get go. You know, we can invest a couple hundred thousand dollars in a, in a Buxton model for an emerging brand before we even award our first license, things like that, that is really yeah. tough for emerging brands to do, to come out of pocket with that, that type of dough initially. And so um, we have a you know support staff for you know example BFT. Uh, we haven't awarded our first domestic license yet, and we could support hundreds of operating units you know in that in that brand today if we wanted to. So yeah. that's one of the I think compelling things about the you know our our business. Um, in addition to the fact that you know I mentioned we've got now ten presidents there. There's a brain trust there, you know. And I was just talking with the candidate this morning, saying that what's great is, you know, our, those presidents get together once a week on Monday morning for a couple of hours and share best practices. What's working well in one brand, you know, is likely translatable to you know our other modalities as well, so we can adopt that. So it's not just hearing great ideas from a franchisee in one system; it's hearing great ideas from franchisees in now ten systems. And so that's really powerful when you kind of look at that, you know, for what it, what it does as a partner. And it sounds like Anthony puts a lot of money also in the infrastructure, like technology, the partnership with Apple um, or the exponential X pass. I mean, it, it seems like he's on the cutting edge of investing money to improve the businesses for all the franchisees. It's a great point. I've noticed that, you know, from him from day one, he is not afraid to, you know, spend money ahead of the curve, if you will, over-engineer our support structure ahead of the growth that we're heading into. So we don't have those growing pains that a lot of, companies will if they go through some, you know, some rapid growth. 
Okay, so you guys are the biggest, the best, and you provide exceptional support. So clearly that separates you. Now, as you're looking for franchisees, you're looking for the very best franchisees. So I suspect you're very selective in the franchisees that, that, that you want to join Exponential. Is that right? We are. Yeah, we um, can afford to be fairly picky at this point. And, you know, we want winners and, and great partners, just as, you know, our partners want to, want to you know, partner up with a great uh, franchisor. So we, we're pretty picky. You know, I would say um, the biggest things that we look for, uh, you know, I know this maybe sounds like an overused, uh, you know, corporate euphemism, but is the cultural fit. You know, we really feel like there's always going to be challenges in business, but if we've got a good cultural fit with the partner, we're just going to work through whatever challenges come up, find positive solutions and, and keep going and move the business forward to be successful. So that's a big one. I think in terms of what we're looking for in a partner, one of the misconceptions I think that I hear a lot is people feel like that they have to have experience in, in business ownership or in franchising to, you know, to be considered with our model. I'll go, not the case at all. In fact, at least 80% of our over a thousand franchisees now uh, were corporate executives, corporate refugees that were looking for an exit strategy from corporate America and, and looking to take control own their own, own business, be able to build, you know, a lifestyle and equity in that business. And so that's the majority of our system. And we love those folks because they know how to execute really well. And, you know, they don't know any different. So they take that plan and really follow it really well. You know, sometimes these serial entrepreneurs that we have the hardest time with because <laughs> they just want to change the planet every turn. And that is not really a good fit for a right. franchise system. Um, they spend more time in recreation than they do in, you know, in implementation and execution. So we're looking for people that you know want to be a, a leader in their business, want to really manage the manager, and really approach this business from an executive standpoint. And what I mean by that is we don't, and that sounds bad, but we don't want owner operators. Um, we look at our numbers and our top 30% of our system in terms of unit performance, 99% of them run what we call the GM play, meaning they hire a GM, they hire well, they manage the manager and they manage the business by the KPIs or the key performance yeah. indicators, but they are not in the day-to-day -day operations. We don't, the, you know, these owners are not instructors, they're not teaching class, they're not answering the phones, they're not wiping down the equipment. There's no place for them in the day-to-day -day operations. We want them really be, to be a leader in the business, focus on growing the business. And that's where we want them. And, and so the bottom third of our system, as you might guess, they're the ones that just feel like, oh, I just have to be here. I can't leave my business to someone else. And that's really a management style. So we look at management style. Sure. Are they capable of following, following our hiring practices, putting people in place, making sure that they're properly trained and then letting them do what they do because those are our top performing franchisees that we're looking for. So you know, we're looking for that executive type of owner. We're looking for um, someone that has, you know, uh, you know, business, you know, experience, not necessarily only their own business, but they've you know, been in corporate America or that sort of thing. Um, and obviously, they have the financial resources to, to do this as, as well, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. I mean, and it is, you got to bring your skills, but you just follow the system, right? Yes. And you don't try to be working in the business, but work on the business. No, that's, that's yeah. great. What advice, Lance, you know, as, as we continue to jack around with this COVID-19 and the next variant and, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, what would you say to somebody that's thinking about investing in the business? I'm worried about this COVID-19 stuff and, you know, they're going to shut us down again. And, what advice would you give somebody that's looking at investing in a franchise still in this kind of COVID world? Well, um, from what I'm seeing in the numbers and, you know, just even looking at the, 
the stock market, you know, businesses are doing really well, um, even, you know, counter counterproductive to what uh, the media might be saying. So businesses are doing well. Um, I think there's a lot of pent up demand there for people that want to be, you know, back to in-person services and it's relevant to our business and nothing is ever going to replace, you know, the, the in-person experience. And, and so that's, you know, I, I look at spaces where you can accomplish that and, and would seek, seek those opportunities, um, if you will. Uh, our CEO likes to say, you know, the at-home kitchen never replaced the restaurant, never will, you know, and, and so it's the same in our business. Um, there, you know, there was a lot of talk last year that, you know, digital and at-home fitness will, was going to replace the in-person experience and that people weren't going to come back. Well, uh, that couldn't be farther from the truth. I mean, our members wanted to come desperately to our, yeah. to our, our workouts, but, you know, because of, you know, some of the restrictions that were imposed on us, you know, we, we had to get creative. And so we pivoted to a digital model to accommodate those members, but um, those members are back. And then some at this point, and we're seeing new segments now coming into our business that we never even saw previous to COVID, which, you know, is speaks to, you know, the, the earn our earnings call and, and how the performance of our company at this point, um, you know, looking forward, I don't have a crystal ball and, you know, can't, uh, pre predict, uh, you know, if there's going to be another pandemic and, you know, what that looks like. But I, I guess I would say, you know, relative to our business model, again, we made it through. Uh, there were a lot of silver linings for us, actually, that we found from a business perspective going through it. Uh, we are stronger than we've ever been at, at this point. And now we have the playbook, you know, God forbid we have to ever kind of go through something like that again. Um, but I, I don't foresee us really going back to kind of the, the lockdowns that we saw on the first round because we know that really doesn't work. So maybe there's, you know, some, some mask mandates and things of that nature. But, um, you know, a good example, I would say, even as you mentioned, we're technically still, you know, in COVID time right now uh, with this variant. Um, we, and we, Anthony mentioned this on our earnings call that we are, not, and we're watching it, but we have not seen any uh, negative impacts from the Delta, you know, uh, variable in our business model um, at all. We, we, you know, we continue yeah. to grow uh, both with our, you know, our memberships, our, our um, what we, what we look at, you know, we look at the business model in terms of new members coming in. We, we look at retention, we look at you new know, freezes, we look at utilization. So all those things, every KPI that we look at is going in a positive direction in our business model. And continues, you know, and that is, you know, with 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 COVID. So I think what people are realizing, you know, and again, kind of coming back to your question about investing is it in a franchise is that I think people are realizing that you know this COVID thing's going to kind of be here uh, for a while, and so yep. you know we really need to work on our health, and you know, and that's what we have found is people are starting to figure out, you know, the best defense here is going to be to get healthy and 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 get out of a you know high risk scenario. And, and so business models that, again, that can... Lance, are you pointing at me? Don't point at me like that. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. And I had heard from, uh, I heard a private equity speaker, and he was talking a little bit about during recessions and pandemics, yeah. um, is that, you know, people, they can't control if they got a job, they can't control anything, but they can't control about how they feel about themselves, whether it's working out, getting healthy, or the way in which they look. And I think that's true is that people are just ready to get back onto life and they're going to control what they can control. They can't control if we have the next variant and stuff like that. And I, and I think you guys have done a great job of showing that even during a pandemic, you can continue to thrive and through great support and in working together with the franchisees. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And and you're right. I mean, and that's not just what we think. Um, history tells tells that story through the data. Um, even after 08, uh, there were only four segments that continued to grow after 08, and fitness was one of them. It grew from a, uh, a $19 billion industry to a $22 billion industry during that span uh, from 08 to 2011. And so, you know, what we found is that people traveled less, they ate out less, but they started focusing more on, on health and, and wellness. Uh, and those segments did really well. And we, you know, again, seeing the same thing kind of in a, in a, with the pullback with the pandemic, you know, again, we're seeing a lot of pent up demand. And, and now it's interesting because we, you know, we use this system called Buxton, they do psychodemographics and, and segmentation modeling. And uh, it's kind of scary how much they know about us these days and, and are watching us. But <laughs> I don't want to uh, know. But the model, uh, the model continues to learn too as we open, you know, in new markets as new segments start to come into our business. So, you know, pre-COVID, we saw a lot of segments that were, in general, you know, wanting to be, you know, active. They were working out somewhere and wanted, you know, to engage in, in our brands. So, more active um, members, if if you will, than than what, what we're seeing now. We're still seeing those, but we're seeing in addition to that people that were pretty much sedentary sitting on the couch, but are realizing now I need to get healthy. And so it's been a, a really you know great thing for our business model. Okay. I'll join. I'm going to, I'm going to go get a membership here. All right. <laughs> Come on, go easy on me. Well, Lance, uh, you know, congratulations on all the success with exponential. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you guys have accomplished and, uh, I, I just can't wait to have you again. You'll be our first third timer, uh, here, uh, <laughs> you give us an update, uh, here, uh, don't give us any confidential information, but you know, just, uh, we want to stay in touch with you because uh, it's just, it's so exciting to see Anthony, and his entire leadership team roll out this grand vision and being the very best globally. Thank you. We really appreciate it. I was telling a candidate this morning that um, I graduated with a kinesiology and business degree. So I'm, you know, literally living my dream here as a partner in this thing. And so we're having fun and and it's a great business and we've got great partners and uh, we're excited about, you know, what's, what's going here going forward for us. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.